0: Assalamualaikum, guys. This is a podcast about some things. Don't forget about the space. I am your host, GEO and co-founder of the podcast, Amon Khaled. I think that one went over Corey's head. Um, it's supposed to be, you know, don't forget about the space between some and things. We're not like a podcast about something. Went over my head. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I, I tried it, but it didn't really work. Okay, anyway, I'm your host, uh, Gio and co-founder of the podcast, Amon Khaled. As always, I'm joined by my two co-host friends. Um, I'm going to start calling them the Rowdy Rough Boys because... I don't know what else to call them. Uh, it's Coach Corey Lawson, who you can follow at Coach underscore Corey underscore Fit and Andrew Jr. Kuna, a.k.a. AJ, who you can follow at, at underscore AJ Takeover. What's up, guys? What up, what up, what up? What's good, man? How are you guys feeling this week? It's a new podcast. It's a new week. There's a lot of things going on. How's it going? Basketball is back. I couldn't feel any better. It's there. going good,
1: man. I'm an entrepreneur. There's no such thing as uh, days of the week. I don't know what day it is, so.
0: (laughs) I think that's a lot of people in the quarantine right now, but as you guys know, today's show is a podcast about many things, okay? So today we're going to be talking about the NFL. There's a lot of drama coming out of the AFC West. Um, some by the players in the AFC West, some by, you know, ESPN people who just want to make some bold claims, but we're going to get into that. And then, you know, we got to talk some NBA bubble. Last week, AJ wasn't here, so we're going to get his um, opinions on some of the things. And then, you know, there's just a lot of things been going around. The NBA never sleeps, so we got to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into that, let me just mention all, um, all of our social media stuff, the website, all of the dub content we're getting out. The website is a website about somethings.com. Make sure you can check it out there. You can find all of our Instagram, Twitter, social media, stuff like that. So just check that out. Um, and there's also going to be some new articles coming out. I just released um, the Homer's Guide to the Pocket Rockets. It's basically just Um, what it sounds like. I basically just wrote about a bunch of the players on the Rockets and kind of gave my opinion. Um, Corey's got a Drake article releasing this week. Um, AJ's got some stuff in the works. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be dropping on Twitter. Um, We'll let y'all know. But anyway, Let's go. Yeah. She wanna Netflix to chill. Fuck off
2: the pill. Go in the store, shop in Dior. Come to my crib, take off my shorts, pop off my perks, and sleep in my drawers. You talkin' too much, baby? Pull up a four. We both bustin' nut. Now leave me alone, but we in Miami. We stay at the Mandarin. Yeah. We pull up the limo in the culin. Welcome run to the party. The parties, after the party, and party again. Hundred bitches, holy any man. In my room yeah. is where the party begins. They take a fight to board, board. time to catch a tan. Look, Ooh. it's a few of my niggas that shit. They stuck up in the gym. A few of my
0: niggas, I can show you how to vibe, but I can't let's get right into it the nfl um the biggest news coming out of the week was obviously a huge trade the nfl starting to look like the nba um <laughs> and no it's it is russell wilson related but no it's not the fact that he had his what seems like his hundredth kid with Sierra over the weekend. I don't know.
1: Win, 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 win. I don't
0: I don't know exactly when, but he definitely had a kid.
1: No, the uh, name is Wynn.
0: Oh, the name is When. Sorry. <laughs> the first
1: name, the first name is Wynn. Wynn Wilson.
0: Win Wilson. Okay, yeah, you got me there. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're lying. You are you No, I swear. <laughs> if I'm lying. I'll pay you twenty bucks. Literally, I didn't believe. I had to look it up. The first name like Win short
2: for something like Winfrey, Window, like
1: W I N. Like we win football I'm games, that's the name. Maybe it sure is, but maybe it is. But on both Twitters, they're coming Winning out. As, Wilson, short uh, for Winning look, Wilson. Uh, Russ and Sierra, they're both referring to him on this Twitter as, as Win, win Wilson. Wilson. <laughs>
0: that's right. Right. But no, that's we are right. not talking about Win Wilson, the present to Russell Wilson. Now, Russ actually mm-hmm. might have gotten a bigger present this weekend. Ooh, a much sweeter present. Now, the Seahawks traded for Jamal Adams and what was a historic call for the safety. Um, for me, this is a win for every party, but we'll start with the Seahawks, okay? Um, a team that won a Super Bowl in 2014 off the backs of their impressive secondary. It was made up of Brown- Brandon Browner, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. You guys know the crew. Um, and the Seahawks traded away two first-round picks, a future third-rounder, and a solid vet and Bradley McDougal, but they get to remake the Legion of the Boom. And I know Corey, you got a lot of opinions on the cover three and that whole team. I know you've done a lot of research. Of course, yeah, of course. Um, and you, you probably know a little bit about Jamal Adams. So how do you think he fits um, in the cover three? Because for me, I don't, know, I don't know a damn thing about football or like football schemes. So you're a resident football guy. I'm just gonna throw it to you and, and you're, you're just gonna give us your Jamal Adams take.
1: Yeah, so the first thing I'm going to say about the trade overall, a lot of folks are saying, well, did the Seahawks give up too much to get them? To me, they're doing the exact opposite of Green Bay. Like Green Bay is sitting there and saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you're, you're, you're pretty good, you're pretty good, but we're more focused on the future. And we're bashing Green Bay for that. So I'm saying let's not bash Seattle for doing the opposite. They're saying let's win right now. They're like, we have Russell Wilson, he's young. The time is Can now I just to rest. Go ahead. What do
2: you mean by uh, Green Bay doing the opposite? Like they're holding on yeah. to Aaron as, as opposed to
1: trading him? So what I mean by that was in, in last year's NFL draft, the Packers uh, traded it up to take a quarterback first round. That's what I mean by that. So whereas they could have gotten a receiver, couldn't have got a, a defensive player, somebody to help them win football games today, they traded oh, up in the draft okay. and took a quarterback. To, right. Okay. Versus okay. Seattle saying to hell with 2021, 2022, let's win football games right now bring it in Jamal. Um, well, look,
0: so, dude, my, my issue with this is like, I don't know if the Seahawks are a Super Bowl team and I don't know if getting a safety
1: puts <laughs> them over
0: the top, right? Like no, for me, they on. were 11-5 last year, but they were playing in a lot of close games. And at the end of the day, you're looking at who you gotta face in the Super Bowl. And you're looking at that Chiefs offense. and so what is Jamal Adams doing I mean,
2: let's not get over our heads here. Nobody's calling them the champs. But to get there, I think that's a luck. I mean That's huge. As long as Jadavian stays, I mean Well, Jadavian isn't need...
0: staying. So that's out of the question now. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, is that part of the the deal with um? Well, with I don't Jamal? I mean like, I, I don't think he's I don't think Jadavian is coming back at this point. I don't know. It's why not? It's up in the air. I don't know, but he hasn't signed. So why would he be coming back? It's not like there's no, there's I mean, no, there's no, if he
2: does the if he does, but he we're does. not
0: doing ifs. He's not there right okay. now. So. There's
2: still, there's still a stacked defense. And if he does stay, they're even that much more stacked. They're even that. I mean, I don't know what changes they made on offense or what they've added for their running attack, but they were pretty damn good offensively last year and defense was their weak point, and
0: their defense is looking like their strength. So they don't come out of the N.C. Well, I mean, all they did was add a safety, and for me, it's like, what does a safety add for an NFL team? I don't know. I would rather send two first-round picks for a pass rusher or, like, a cornerback. A safety for me is just – it's not a position that you need to be moving that type of capital for. So, like, I understand that the Seahawks are – are going to be competitive. Obviously, they were competitive last year. Yeah,
2: but I feel like it's the Seahawks. So it's like you're looking at just a safety, whereas the Seahawks know exactly what to do with Jamal. He's not just a safety. He's going to be that guy that can play multiple positions, play most of the field, most of that back end. So I don't Uh, know.
1: I I would throw in, too, I I think in general, I'm I'm honest, right, that a safety isn't a kind of make or break. But I would argue that – Historically, a safety who's good enough is right. So, tell that to Troy Palamalu, tell that to Ed Reed, uh, even going back to the previous Seahawks, right? It's like tell that to Cam Chancellor and uh, Earl Thomas, uh, tell it to Tyrand Matthew in Kansas City last year. So, I think if a safety's good enough, you yeah. can't that, that can be uh, a game changer. I think to piggyback for, on think, top of look, that, 95% again. of safeties, you're right, but I think for the right yeah. safeties, you can be. Go ahead. And to piggyback back on top of that,
2: like I think the Seahawks are the place where that's the most like likely for that for him to be maximized. Like he was already good enough with the jets and everybody knows how they feel about the jets. So you look at the Seahawks who have historically like well, for the past 10, 15 years, they know what to do with the defensive back, you know, so they got the best one in the game right
0: now, I think. I mean, I disagree with the point you just made because I don't know if he was good enough for the Jets. The Jets didn't win anything with Jamal Adams. It's not like he was
1: trying to lose games.
0: (laughs) But but
1: but, but here's the thing though: is is the Jets also didn't have a veteran uh, franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson, right? So I, I don't think the argument that I'm trying to make is, hey, if you have a great safety, you know, the offense doesn't matter at all. I think what I'm trying to say is, look, if you have a guy at quarterback, then getting that elite safety can push teams over the top. So all the examples I use, right, it's like Troy Palmolo still had Big Ben on offense, right? Ed Reed still had – well, we're going to skip Ed Reed. But uh, <laughs> Kim Chancellor had Russell Wilson, and, and Troy uh, and Tyron Matthew obviously had –
0: uh, yeah, Jamal will have the, the same, an even better version of
1: it. Exactly.
2: Jamal to have an even better version of Russell. So Yeah, for exactly. Jamal,
0: obviously, this is, I mean, a win for him. Ever since, you know, the hilarious footage of him getting locked out of the Jets facility, he's <laughs> made, it a point, made it a point to get out of New York. And, you know, the fifth pick in the 2017 draft featured over uh, Monty Mitchell Trubisky. He was picked below him. Um, you know, you know my guy, and
2: he gets to pick on Jared for a couple games this season. Like that's gonna, you know. It's gonna okay, yeah. Still wet and, his feet and, a little bit.
0: So <laughs> and, and
1: I'll I'll jump into. So I'm on asked earlier about like what kind of safety Jamal is. So for me, with Jamal Adams uh, and AJ alluded to him, it's it, he's a guy who can just move around and play a lot of different positions and play them all really well, right? So in a cover three, you need one safety who can be in the box, who can be kind of a linebacker slash safety play the run, play the pass. Jamal can do that. Uh, you also need a guy in the deep middle. We call it the center field. That's what uh, Earl Earl Thomas used to do back in the day, a guy who could just get back there deep middle and just cover ground. Again, Jamal can do both. And so that's where I think that for Seattle, he is a really good fit. And look, again, I go back to, yes, they gave up a lot, but I don't think they're thinking about 2022 and 2023. I think they're thinking about right now, and they're saying, hey, We were 11 and 5 last year without much help around Russell. What if we iron out the defense again? That has been the formula before. Let's run it back. And not to like string out this one,
2: this topic, you know, too much, but Amon was saying how they were in so many close games. They were in so many close games because people were coming back on, like, their offense wasn't the issue. It was that they would let people back in the game. They would catch, you know, a quick bomb and they're right back in it, a couple scores down or whatever. And, there you go, they have their issue solved right there. So,
0: yeah, but for me, it always just draws back to I don't know they, they how much of a
1: I will throw it out there. <laughs> sorry, well, we kind I'm of broke sorry. up. Uh, you kind of broke up there. What'd you say? Oh, nothing. I was just saying they, they still have to
0: protect Russell Wilson. Yeah, they still got to protect Russell. Oh, yeah. They still yeah. got to get pass Rush and, you know, Jamal Adams <laughs> is still a safety. So get him today. Don't know if this is a win for him. But the Jets, for me, I think they won this trade because they got two first rounders for a guy who probably wasn't going to help them win in the future um, or in the near future. Uh, and, you know, they got a pretty good haul for him, two future first rounds, rounders for safety. Yeah, That, to me, is like, look, the Jets are moving in the right direction. That's right. They are. They might not. They might not know what they have in Sam Darnold, but this is a this is a smart move for the Jets. And you can't just you can't just deny trades like this when it comes for a single player. You got You got it. You got to take the shots in the draft, and that and that's what it's all about for me at the end of the day, right? Like a team that's going to be successful in the NFL is going to have. More opportunities at getting a superstar player or getting a guy who's going to make a difference, and that and that means getting more opportunities in the first round, and the second round, and the third round, and mm-hmm. you know, acquiring draft capital. So for the Jets, I mean, I think they won the trade. I think they get an A for the trade, and for the Seahawks, I mean, it, it it's yet to be seen. I I think for them to win this trade, they really have to get to the Super Bowl. I don't know about winning the Super Bowl, but they definitely have to win the division now and. I mean, you saw with the Rams and with the Bears and um, even with the Texans when they traded two future first rounders, it's like if you don't make that push in the, in the immediate future in the, in the season upcoming or the next season, you're stuck, right? Like you don't have much in the first round and, yeah. or in the second round because you're giving up even those like auxiliary picks to get these guys. So yeah, but, 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 but this is where I go back
1: to you got to think about what is the position each team is in. So I'm not, I'm not denying the Jets did great, right? But the Jets have a quarterback who's in his third year. The Jets know they can't win right now. So for a team like them, they need to be building for 2024, 2025, so on and so forth. Same for the other teams you mentioned. The Bears, young quarterback. Houston, young quarterback. Rams, young quarterback. All those teams, they should have been thinking, how do we build for the future? Seattle's in a different position. They've got a veteran quarterback and a quarterback who runs the ball a lot. Right, So how long do you really want to wait, wait, wait for the future? That's a team that's got to win now. And I would even add to that, even though the Seahawks really hit big on the uh, draft picks, you know, drafting Russell Wilson, drafting Bobby Wagner, Sherman, all those guys. In recent years, they've been missing in the draft anyway. They have not been a team who's drafted really well in recent years. So you got to sit there and ask. It's like, look, our quarterback's not getting any younger. Neither is Bobby Wagner, the captain of their defense. How long can they wait?
0: Well, I think also to be fair to the Seahawks, they did get very lucky with hitting in the third round on Russell Wilson, so that definitely took but everything 100%. else. To level, right? percent. I'm saying that just yeah. furthers the point. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> this is not a team that can wait on the draft. I what do. I'm saying. I do just want to give a quick shout out to another team who was. Completely obliterated when the trade happened, but the C- the Steelers definitely got a steal Amika Fitzpatrick. They only gave up a, f- a single first rounder for that guy, and now looking at this Jamal Adams trade and and just comparing it, it's like wow, the Steelers are moving. And why would and they destroyed get destroyed for that? that? They were destroyed when the trade got happened for sure. That people were thinking that they were going to get. The, I don't
2: get. I don't get. I'm sure that was
0: like a media based kind of thing. I don't understand that. No, they just—they had just lost their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, and people thought it was going to be a top five pick. People weren't believing in the defense mm-hmm. or Minka Fitzpatrick. Of course, it was a steal. What do you mean? I mean, that was just—it wasn't. No, just- I'm saying
2: like, I'm saying like, why would they think that Minka Fitzpatrick is worth not worth that? You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll tell you why. It's because the media, in my opinion, the media overvalues draft picks. Right? Like yeah. They overvalue the draft pick, which could be a hit or a miss. Much especially, by the way, a first-round draft pick who's going to get a much better contract than guys in the second, third round. Yeah. So, to me, that's the answer. Is media hears, you traded first-round pick for this guy. I don't know. I don't know. And for me, I'm like, yo, if you can plug a man and you know, worst-case scenario, he's a starter on your defense. Yeah. Best case, he could be an all-pro totally. guy. For yeah. one
0: first-round pick, I'm with them on. But we also didn't know. Patrick was before he got to the Steelers like right? he was okay. Agreed. Agreed. He went to the No, Steelers. that's true. That's true. And he and he turned it around. So I don't
1: think he was okay. I think he was pretty damn good. But he wasn't this. Not no, not in my head. he was not this. Like, like you have to say, yeah, I,
2: I, I randomly remember watching like a random Miami game. And I was like, this dude is making play after play. <laughs> it Why is, are you watching random game? Miami
0: games? <laughs> it That's was, the real question. I, I
2: think it was, I think it was fantasy related. I think they were playing somebody.
0: Who do you have on the Miami? <laughs> Not on Miami,
2: the Miami, they were playing okay. somebody that I had. It was one of those, you know. Like sure, I thought sure. they were going to eat on Miami and he kept making plays type shit. <laughs> like, he was stopping my, no, whatever. I mean, he, always, I he obviously had
0: the things. talent, but
2: it, it, wasn't, so, it wasn't, it had like, not yeah. been
1: materialized.
0: Pittsburgh I, was, was, Pittsburgh yeah.
2: was on my fantasy score. That's where it was. Materialized. <laughs> well,
0: first of all,
1: <laughs> First of all, Fitzpatrick is a defensive player, so he didn't give I'm you saying, fancy like, points. I'm saying, like, he stopped
2: my player. I remember losing that game. I remember being mad at Fitzpatrick because I lost the game. Because sure, he was sure. like, it's, 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 it was a, a quarterback that I was, it was a quarterback. It was my quarterback playing Miami, and Fitzpatrick made hella plays. So I was like,
1: and second of all, I'm just going to point out, that was his first Pro Bowl year, was Pittsburgh. He popped. All right. He went, he, he went, he went from kind of, oh, you know, young, young safety in the NFL to like, okay, who is this guy?
0: All right. I just feeling stupid, but we got to move on. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I'm uh, not right. ju- <laughs> not just like, all right, let's move on. Um, We got to move on. All right. So m- this f- wasn't sure mainstream f- news. Thing. This was not mainstream news, but um, I do want to get into it. Bill Barnwell had, um, an interesting article to, uh, the other day this week, he wrote about the top 260 players who could win an MVP this year. Um, and if you guys don't know who Bill Barnwell is he's like ESPN's NFL guy who does all these articles and stuff. Um, I actually didn't even like really get into the list all that much because I got two paragraphs into the article and he made this ridiculous proposition. I don't think you guys think it's ridiculous, but I personally think it's ridiculous. So let, me, let me just read it. Let me just read it out for everyone so there's no confusion about the take. All right. So, quote, my favorite from this group, Mahomes. Let's, let me be clear. I'm not saying Mahomes is on track to become a Hall of Famer. I'm saying Mahomes already has a resume he needs to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame right now. Despite the fact that he's 24 and everyone else in the group is 36 or older, he fits alongside this group of legends. Why? The list of players who have won an AP MVP award and a Super Bowl MVP isn't long. Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw, Marcus Allen, John Elway, Steve Young, Emmitt Smith, Terrell Davis, and Kurt Warner. All right, that's mm-hmm. kind of long. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Are the only ones in the club. <laughs> All nine of the eligible players on this list are in the Hall of Fame, and Brady, Rogers, and Manning are obvious locks. The other, the only other player in the list is Mahomes, who has one of the greatest passing seasons in league history, 2018, on his resume. If Mahomes decided tomorrow to forego his contract and retire to become a professional Beer pong hustler, he has already done enough to make it to the Hall of Fame. All right, thank you, Bill Barnwell, for that take. Um, I strongly disagree here for many reasons. All right, let me start with the main one. Patrick Mahomes' Hall of Fame career or take or resume or whatever cannot be based off a single season. All right, 2018 was great. Like, obviously, he threw for 50 touchdowns, he won the MVP, but it's a single season. And at the end of the day, this guy has less than 10,000 yards through the air and less than 100 100 touchdowns thrown, okay, so I I looked back, I checked it out, 28 quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame um, total, okay, zero of these quarterbacks have less than 10,000 yards thrown, the lowest of the 28 is this dude named Bob Waterfield, who threw for 11,849 yards, but he played football in like 1945, so he doesn't really count, Um, Sid Luckman is next with like 14,000 yards, 686 yards um, and he played football in the 1940s as well. So he also doesn't count and those guys both combined um, for the lowest number of touchdowns out of the 28 quarterbacks with 97 and 137. So generally speaking, none of these quarterbacks have under like 200 200 touchdowns thrown and they generally have over 25,000 yards. Mahomes currently stands at 76 touchdowns and 9,412 yards. So the case would have to be just super unique, super exceptional. And for me, it's like the guy only threw for 26 touchdowns last year, which is incredible. Obviously, I'm not going to take it away. Oh,
1: he also missed two games. Okay, he also missed two games. Two games.
0: He also won the Super Bowl MVP, so I'm that's not, right. I'm that's not, right. Gonna, <laughs> that's I'm not right. gonna take away from the season, but it's not drop, like
1: Angel forty against Houston. Okay,
0: <laughs> in the playoffs, come coming back from 24 yeah. down, but but am I crazy to think that this guy isn't isn't doesn't have the potential to be just like another Aaron Rodgers, a guy who we thought was like the most talented guy in the league? But
1: so no. okay, well, go ahead, go ahead. Well there's a few questions at hand the first question is is about is he hall of fame material now you gave us some stats about touchdowns and yards that's <laughs> great but i have a counter stat for you okay right. since you listed the hall of fame quarterbacks i'm going to ask you this how many quarterbacks have a super bowl mvp and a regular season mvp who are not in the hall of fame Zero. oh wait Oh, say it louder. Say it louder. Say it louder, please.
0: Zero, zero. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay. Let the church get amen. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. But look, how many of those guys have played two seasons or two full seasons?
1: But I, 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 the question still stands. <laughs> okay. I
2: mean, well, well, just because well, well, the guy look. did it just so quickly, like, are we really going to penalize him because he just he just did it? And it's not like he it's a fluke. We can all – Be realistic and honest with ourselves.
0: That's not the argument. not a fluke. It's not the argument. not a fluke. It's if he retires now. If he retires now, that's two seasons. We're talking about Hall of Fame careers. 28 guys all time who have made it as a quarterback. And you think two years he puts him in that category? I don't think so. That's just, I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. but, But here's the thing. AJ makes a good point. Are
1: we penalizing him for just doing it in less time? Right. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) there are quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame who maybe they played 10, 15 years, you know, but they never won a Super Bowl or they never won an MVP and they're in the Hall of Fame. So because they had more mediocre years, they have a better case. Like we're just
2: gonna reward you because you had some mediocre seasons. But this guy that did it's everything right mean, it's there, not just right mediocre then.
0: Mediocre seasons. These guys are 20 okay. 28 of the most pretty good seasons. Teams, right? They're <laughs> mediocre to pretty good compared to <laughs> no. what Pat just did right
2: now in two years. Anything outside of what Pat did in these two years is pretty good to mediocre. Like it so, doesn't compare. So how many
0: years did Brady throw for over 26 touchdowns? I don't know, but okay. he's a Hall of Famer. At, team. Least well, at least ten, at least ten. So it's not like these. Yeah, these but you're talking about the greatest quarterback. quarterback ever. Okay, what about Manning? <laughs> that or can't Martetta be the st- or like John well, Elway. Okay, okay, wait, <laughs> time, time, out, time out, time out, time out.
1: Well, here's what he we cannot do. Here's what we cannot do. Right, if we're asking, should he be a Hall of Famer? There are 28 don't, quarterbacks in the Hall don't of, don't of give Fame. Give you me don't cannot.
2: No, no, no. Wait, wait. We're comparing them
1: to those guys. But but hear me. Come on. There's 28 Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and you just led with arguably the four best of all time. He's Wait, like, he's that like, the well. First thing he's came like, to my mind. I know it was. I wonder why. Because of the best <laughs> ever. This guy leads for, well compared to Brady, Montana, Peyton Manning.
2: <laughs> how? How about yeah, he's there already? Like you're just making your point. You're just making the point well, and
0: talk about the point. Like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Just dis- I disagree with AJ's point that these other quarterbacks are just having mediocre seasons. Like these 28 quarterbacks in the hall of fame have several seasons that are very good. I'm not saying they're
2: having mediocre seasons. I'm saying like, so you just want him to just play more. Like, what do you want him to do? Just play more, just play more. Yeah. What is this? Like, so I I want (laughs) him to have more
0: yards and more touchdowns. Yes. I mean, that's it. So so, yes, (laughs) just play more. Like, okay. I guess I'll just play more even though I already won the
2: MVP. Yeah. Won a Super Bowl MVP. I've no, had I had a historic season.
0: I guess I'll just play more, anyways. Cause that puts just him do in. do it, like all of those accomplishments, like getting there the fastest, that allows him to be in the like conversation to be the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Like that's what yes. that does. Yes. But for me, that doesn't enshrine him in the Hall of Fame. Can, Hall of Fame can, careers okay. are based off careers, consistent careers, a certain amount of yards, a certain amount of touchdowns. These things have to be touched, like you. We're talking about if he retired today. So I understand, like, in the future, he's obviously going to hit this. I'm not denying what Pat Mahomes is going to do. But right now, he has less than 100 touchdowns and less than 10,000 yards. No Hall of Fame. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't
2: know why you're saying yards, total yards, and, like, you're looking at his totals as opposed to what he did with his time. What he did with his time. is what did you do with your time? It's not just how much (laughs) you did. You know what I'm saying? Like – like, I like Beaumont. He likes to talk about uh, Jason Witten. You're prime, a your prime guy that was just doing a lot. with, uh, Not really a lot. He was just there for a long time. Right. So they're like, well, he did a lot of – he did it for a long time. He has so many yards, but he wasn't really doing anything. He was catching five-yard checks down, five-yard check downs. Like, that's why they're – you know what I'm saying? Like, why is it that he has to play more even though he just hit two out of two? Like,
1: can, can, you know what I'm saying? I, so since Amon wants to talk about you know John Elway and Tom Brady, you now let's talk about some other Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right? Uh, let's go with Lynn Dawson. No MVPs. Uh, I believe no championships. Could be wrong. Jim Kelly, definitely no MVPs. No championships. Bob, uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, look at his standing on the receipts. I look at him. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just oh, saying. Man. There's a good there's amount <laughs> of quarterbacks in there. In the Hall of Fame, who don't have an MVP and/or don't have a championship? I mean, you know, I don't know if you... that's
0: a pre. Are we going to put Joe Flacco in there because he's got a Super Bowl MVP or Eli Manning? He's... It's not about.
1: But that. I'm talking about having. It's both, like but you know, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. having both. You know damn well. And then on Eli, top Eli, of that, Eli and Flacco never sniffed a regular season MVP, and you know
2: right. That. And then think about it, to, to kind of think about it in even more context, like. You can argue that a lot of these other guys kind of got carried in a way, dude, Pat was out there making it happen. It's me. It's I'm That's the right. one. I'm carrying y'all. Like I mean, the defense. Ta- all right, I guess we're gonna score it on again. Kelsey. Let me go and score again. Like it's on him. It's not like he's just like a serviceable guy making plays when he needs. No, he's making oh, the play. We're <laughs> just forgetting. Ta-Rik Ta-Rik plays Hill and
0: Travis Kelsey and you know. Kareem I mean, you know what I'm saying. He, bless players. up,
2: bless up. Shout out to the, you know <laughs> Chiefs organization. Well, they did that for him. But
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a historical example. Different position. But this is an example. Terrell Davis, running back for the Broncos in the 90s. He had a three-year run. He had three three Pro Bowl seasons. Outside of that, he literally only had one other healthy year. I'm not even saying one other Pro Bowl year. I'm saying he only had one other year where he even played all the games. And he's in the Hall of Fame as a running back. So, you know, is Pat in today? I don't know. But the bar for him is literally – I don't know, play three more average seasons and he's in? Like, is that what the bar is? No. I mean, ter- Terrell no, Davis is the in. Bar, the bar uh, was just,
2: the Texans versus uh, uh, Chiefs, 2019. I forget the exact date, but that day when we were up, how many points? Was it 21 or 14? And that man said, not enough. That man said, I mean, y'all going to do this to me? I mean, I guess I'll break
1: the sweat. Shit. but again I'm on I'm curious what what to you does he need to do is, is it three more average seasons because again Terrell Davis is in the hall of fame it's this just guy, more total it, yards he just wants him to break I'm asking him on because Terrell Terrell literally had four healthy seasons so so Pat's heading into year three uh, as a starter so what is it what's remaining that he needs to do
0: Healthy <laughs> <I'm>,
1: four healthy seasons four healthy seasons
0: oh my god <laughs> i'm just saying we're talking about right now that's the case dude You're i'm not saying like he's, he's not gonna do it i'm just saying like, right now dude that's the most ridiculous thing he has uh, less than ten thousand yards he has one god, great man. fantastic year and a year where he wants
2: i mean to that's like because his team was amazing know. There's um, like a scaling a to this that I don't want to do the mental gymnastics for, but you're just like, this whole total yards thing is just, it's really not a basis of a Hall of Fame argument. Like, you got to do what we, what yeah, did I mean, you do with your time? You're using that is the argument. A, you got to contextualize
0: another, the player. Yeah, you gotta you're using, contextualize another, you're using, using another metric just as I am. You're using Super Bowl. I got you yes. exactly. guys. I got it. I got it. I got it.
1: I got it. A simple question, right? If we stacked up the quarterbacks with the most yards, do you think – and I'm talking about like on a per-season basis. Like if we said 2019, who has the most yards, you think the top five in order would denote who the best quarterbacks are? No. But I don't think so. I'm just right, saying there is a certain but,
0: but, but, prerequisite for a Hall of Fame but here, But,
1: but, but hear me, though. Here, yards here, and
0: touchdowns are certainly that. Here's what you I'm trying try to drive. Yards and touchdowns. Okay,
1: okay. But, but here's what I'm trying to drive at is with MVPs, at least you know this player was elite. With yards, Matt Stafford's going to have a lot of yards when he retires. Uh, You know, you got guys like Matt Ryan's going to be probably top five in yards when he retires. That's what I think AJ's saying when it's like the yards don't always tell the full story. But MVPs, at least I know you were elite during that time span.
0: If Lamar Jackson was to win the Super Bowl next year, is he in the Hall of Fame? I mean, again – Super he did I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't if he does some more historic things. <laughs> I just like, don't think so. I think he I don't had know, a, a your start, but if he goes not, out and does it, it has the same to be career to next year. At a fundamental I mean, level, for me, it has to be for a career. A Hall of Fame career. This is what we're what? talking about. The, the NFL makes makes it a point to make the Hall of Fame special. For for me, I think it has to be for a career. And I don't think single seasons are good enough to make hall of fame cases. Okay. But then
1: I, I, I go back to, what do you have to say about Sterell Davis? I mean, he's,
0: he's the exception was on the rule. Wall
2: for a long time.
0: <laughs> he's he the what? exception not the rule. <laughs> he was on my wall. I did <laughs> have a place <poster> with him, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think we've, I think we've touched on this far enough. Do you guys have any last thoughts before we move on? Um, no, no. Nah. I
1: mean, my last thought, it was interesting. We didn't get to it, but you mentioned the Aaron Rodgers comparison. That will be interesting, especially because Pat just signed that big contract. So we don't know if Kansas City can keep the help around Pat. Oh. I think, I think they've got to win another championship or two in the next two or three years because pretty soon Kelsey's contract's going to expire. Tyreek's going to expire. Tyran's going to expire. So – to me they have this little window between now and say 2022 and they need to get
0: any any championships they can all right let's uh move on we got some other afc west news and we're just going to touch on this really quickly um uh, because there's not much to touch on honestly uh but keenan was upset over the weekend because nfl.com does their annual, annual player rankings and he was listed as the 77th Best part in the league, which I think is a little bit disrespectful. But then mm-hmm. he came out and, um, you know, a typical NFL wide receiver diva fashion, he made this tweet. Uh, he made this tweet the other day, basically calling out every NFL wide receiver saying that he was the best wide receiver in the league and not Tyreek Hill, not Mike Evans, and not Chris Goodwin. He tagged the wrong. Pick. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, Corey, again, I'm going to throw this one to you. You're a resident football guy. I love Keenan Allen. Like this guy, he's underrated as hell. I think he's a great player. Obviously, probably the second best route runner in the league. Um For me, it's him, Devontae, or, or Adam Thielen. But yeah, that's the three. But, but the claim that he's the best wide receiver in the in the league, obviously, blasphemous to me. But even the AFC West, I agree. even the AFC West, I'm taking Tyreek Hill all day over him. But I know you might like route running a little bit more than me. So yeah. What do you think?
1: So my thoughts and really Keenan Allen embodies this is playing receiver at the pro level is about much more than just speed because the problem is DBs don't let you just run a straight line, right? So you've got to be able to shake guys, get open, uh, things like agility, you can argue become a lot more important than just straight line speed. So is Keenan the best receiver in the NFL? no. Right, But I think he has a case in the AFC West. I understand that Tyreek Hill produces a lot more, but you should also compare the situations they're in. right? So for Tyreek Hill, he also plays next to to Travis Kelsey and has Pat Mahomes and has Andy Reid's entire offensive system. Now, what does that mean for a receiver? What it means is if I'm playing defense against a Tyreek Hill, I can't afford to just double-team this guy every play. And I can't afford to just jam this guy every play either because we have other guys to worry about. Versus a Keenan Allen, you can kind of sell out on defense and say we're going to double this guy as many plays as we can. And so when he gets production, you got to keep that in mind as well. So for me, I love Keenan because again, it's not just about speed. He ran a 4-7 in college, but his route running, he proves that it's about getting open. It's about getting separation and speed doesn't do that all the time. Uh, is he the best re- receiver in the league? No, he's not Julio. He's probably not Odell Beckham. He's definitely not DeAndre Hopkins. So I get all that, but I think the case between Who's him the and Tyreek,
2: like, who would you say is number one on your list right now, receiver? One?
1: It's not popular because everyone plays fantasy football and everyone loves touchdowns. I still think the best receiver is Julio Jones. Uh, it's I mean, it's tough, and then bad. after him, i After him, maybe DeAndre. With Julio, it's just he does everything really well, right? It's like. He creates separation. He's fast. He jumps. He has the hands. He catches in traffic. He can go deep. He can go short. He can catch screens. It's It's literally, it's like create a receiver. It's like whatever you want him to do, Julio can do it. DeAndre is probably a close number two, if not number one, but that that's my top two. Um, okay. So again, is Keenan that? No, because as much as I love his route running, you know who also runs great routes? Julio Jones, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> and so he's not the best receiver in the league, but... Between him and Tyreek, I just think it's closer than people think. I mean, are we putting him in the top five? Uh, so we got Julio's definitely in there. That's, DeAndre. That's a given. DeAndre's definitely in there. Michael Thomas. So well, about Thomas Michael is Thomas,
2: is, is, he, is he actually good? I really don't know about him as like a legit receiver. I don't know. Like, I just feel like.
0: The thing, I, don't I, don't think, I think the point. thing you're driving at is when you have a receiver who gets a lot of stats, you, you kind of start questioning why. He's yeah, that's what's going stats. on. Like I'm
2: like, that system, Drew Brees, very pass-friendly, very open. So I'm like, is he actually getting open like with his talent or the offense?
1: Oh, Michael I mean, Thomas? I mean, it's – I mean, I, mean, I mean, <laughs> So. He's talented. But so, is he
2: that much better
1: than, like, <laughs> Keenan Allen? Well, look, else look that the the first counter I would give you is when's the last time you had a New Orleans receiver and you were like, man, this guy's elite because Drew Brees has been Drew Brees and, and, and Sean Payton have been in that system for over a decade. When's the last time you had a receiver in New Orleans where you were like, like, this guy's elite,
0: Marcus Colson, and then Jimmy Graham, maybe. elite, <laughs> and not <nobody laughs> even like elite Marcus Colson was like, right, that's my point. Yeah. So that that's what that's what I have to give Michael Thomas
1: some credit is that. As much as you can point to Drew Brees and Sean Payton, they've been oh. running this kind of football for a decade, and he, this is the first time they had a wide receiver who was like, "This guy is is incredible."
0: I forgot Brandon Cooks; he was there for like a year or two. But... Right, but even that, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah, I was just gonna mention him. Yeah, um, but who's your top five? So let's see. I, I want to. All right, it... so
1: so we got we got uh, Julio, Julio Jones, Julio. Uh, Andre. We got DeAndre. We got Julio. Michael Thomas. Devonte Adams. Ooh, this gets tough because I love Devonte too. There's so, Odell, Devonte, and Keenan at the bottom. Let me three. let me let me ask this: How are we treating Odell Beckham? Because there's injury concerns. If if you're if you're saying, here's what I'll say: If you give me a healthy Odell Beckham, he's in there. And if you give me Antonio Brown being healthy, being in the league, he's in there as well. That would be the top five. After that, you get to the Devonte Adams. Uh, you get to the Michael Evans. You get to the um, Keenan, Allen. Keenan Allen's. That would be probably my next three guys. They'd be my six, seven,
0: and eight. Fair enough. I think that's that's a fair list. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, NBA probably. time. To the nba bubble guys um we did touch on it last week aj wasn't here so he's got a lot of feelings and opinions on it um i don't know if he even listened to our podcast or any of our takes so he might not even know what our takes are right now but um just to refresh Corey loves jason tatum he basically picked the lakers clippers bucks milwaukee finals um you know pretty much standard finals pick i picked the I think pretty much the same teams I think I forgot um but you know what I actually I'm glad that basketball is back so but um these scrimmages have really taken a toll on my mental fortitude because I cannot handle the fact that like people don't realize that they're scrimmages and that Despite the fact that like they're televised, NBA Twitter always has this like, oh, like this ability to overreact to even the smallest thing. And yeah, so I know like I'm a buzzkill and I like I'm the resident pessimist and I'm really on Twitter. Like I feel like I should just like start doing this, just like start denying every like everybody's happiness because this is what I'm good at. But I fucking hate how much attention Bulbul is getting right now. And look, I think he's like, I think he's like really talented. I really loved him at Oregon. Later. <laughs> I really loved him at Oregon, but he did have a lot of injury issues. He didn't even get to finish the season. He was drafted 43rd in the draft or 44th, I forget. And look, he's obviously got length. He's obviously got some touch. But at the end of the day, I'm not looking at this guy and saying, Wow, what a great basketball player. I'm just looking at him and saying, Wow, he's got a lot of physical tools. He's just super You
2: know, I just I just think that Amon is just a little bitter because he's seeing all these other organizations draft good players and they're like playing well and the Bulls are just
0: like nah. (laughs) <laughs> hey man. I, Wendell Carter is still good. He's still better than. Uh, me.
2: Okay, yeah, you got me, a little hope and there. I feel like me Wendell. And
0: Zach Levine, okay. Come on, you are like no, I I mean,
2: Zach? y'all not really making them.
0: No, no. Either like, way. why man,
2: is Denver doing this to you? I feel like Denver is just like
0: I oh, we just stole we just stole Karn, uh Karnisavis. I don't even know how to say it. Arturus Carnisaurus. They're uh they assistant GMs, So Maybe we will. Uh, yeah, we'll y'all need to start
2: stealing something up there. But look, I don't, I actually don't like I'm Denver. <laughs> I
0: I think Denver. I I do not buy into Denver's hype. I do not buy into their young core. I think first off, let me let me talk my shit about Bull Bull because I don't think this guy has any offensive bag. I think his shot looks ugly as shit. I don't like it. Um, he's just he's just throwing things up in scrimmage right now. Nobody's really taking it seriously, and it's like. I don't know. We're we're just overreacting to bull bull. And um, furthermore, Michael Porter Jr. I think it's the same thing. We just overhype physical tools. He just you know he can he looks nice. He can kind of dribble a little bit. He kind of do, does little things. But these guys ultimately ultimately. I'm talking super fast. Ultimately, these guys just don't have what I would call like can I, great games. Can game. I come in they're right just, now? They're just not like in? great basketball
2: yeah. players and so. Let me, let me come in, let me come it. in right, quick right. because me personally, I have the exact opposite feeling about Denver. I'm just like, I don't want to make this comparison, but I look at them like Man City, just like spoiled, just like spoiled with talent. <laughs> and they just don't know how to do it. I mean, Man City knows what to do it. they're trying to figure it out. But they have so much talent and they just keep hitting, 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 and I see your point about the level of skill and basketball acumen with their young guys, Michael Porter, Bobo. But, dude, you already have Murray and and you already have Beasley and you already have, uh, what you call it? Um, Jokic. Jokic. I keep wanting to call him Luca. You already have Jokic. Those guys are – That is racist. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I know. No, it's not. They just have their similar name, okay? (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. But <laughs> I did do it. You did it. They, 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 they are. They all have very, very good cerebral games. Like everybody doesn't have to be that like high level IQ basketball player. That's like you know moving, facilitating the ball. If Ball Ball wants to be what he is, a spot up shooter and a blocker, that's exactly what he needs to be. Because they don't need anything else. They don't really need him to take the ball up. They have Jokic and they have Murray. Oh, I'm not. They don't need him that. to be like that. He's skilled, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a defensive anchor. He's, t- You know what I'm saying? As, as skinny as he is, he's already anchoring that defense. I just, and I just don't – like. Is no, he? It's no, it's not pretty, but if
0: it's open, he's going to make it. So I why does sure it matter? I'm sure he's going to do it at a consistent level at, in an NBA right. game, at an NBA intensity. Well, for me, it's like these are scrimmages, right? And go ahead. That's go ahead. fair.
1: That's fair. Well, my question for Amon is if you say we're overhyping him, what exactly do you believe – the hype is right now like like what do you feel we are making him out to be yeah, there you go. That's. I
0: don't it. know about you guys, but I'm seeing a lot of people on NBA Twitter calling this guy the, the next superstar, the next rising star.
2: <laughs> I mean, ignore those guys. <laughs> ignore those guys. I mean, They're but even things much. like the yeah. next
0: rising star, the next, like the steal of the draft, stuff like... He is think, a steal of the draft. He is very He's going to be very productive. Reactions. Like, but there was a lot of good players in that second round. So, I mean, there was a lot of steals in the draft then. For me, if you call him a steal, then you have to say like, He's marginally. He's better than all of these other players that were drafted. Like who are
2: you? Who are you thinking an example of that were also uh, steals? Um, let's just go. Let's
0: just go through it right now. Um, Eric Pascal. Because I'm looking won, at Denver. You said uh, Eric Pascal was one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's decent. Let me go through the draft. Let me pull up the draft right now.
2: All I know is Ball Ball is giving you
1: two blocks a game.
0: But this is the thing we said about blocks last game. Last like, week. Last... Play,
1: yeah. We play defense on seventy possessions a game. You can keep the two blocks.
0: Yeah, and it's like, is he really making a difference on every possession of the game? I don't know. I think I think he does yeah. a lot of flashy flashy things. It's like nice when a seven foot guy makes a three point jumper, but I just don't know if he's gonna be able to do it at a consistent level. And well, I just.
1: The other question too is, if you're Denver, are you gonna have Jokic and Ball on the floor at the same time ever?
0: And maybe they do. Maybe they go tall. I like that.
1: I like
2: that. I like that because Uh, Ball doesn't have to touch uh, the ball. Ball doesn't have to. Ball is the supplement. You guys guys are framing this.
1: Talking about defense. You
2: guys are framing this in a in a in a in a a mindset to where Ball Ball is the star, and that's not it look get Jokic that. that's the star Bobo is a supplement and he does all the supplementary things very well
1: but you're talking about put offense. his hand up in the
2: paint I, okay. and he can shoot the three when he's open okay. and he can also take it inside he's got a nice little handle even though it's a little slow and, but he can a get around slow? you he can get around he's getting around you or he can put up a floater like he but has here's, touch. but here's my he's question We're gonna though. develop a game around the touch
1: here's my question offense that sounds great defensively when teams go small against them how do you have Jokic and ball on the floor at the same I mean, time, you will, you will get shredded. Um,
2: what's his name? Uh, Malone? Not Malone. Uh, starts sorry the end. The coach. Mike. He just got to see Mike Malone. There you go. Um, he's just got to look like he's got a game
1: plan. Like if it's small he, ball, oh, he, oh take he's, him out. He's, he's just out. got a game plan. That that that's like <laughs> that's like out. saying that's like saying hey, all you gotta do is calculus three, <laughs> hey, man. That's all you, all you gotta do. Three. is Calculus three. Calcul- I mean, <laughs> if you see that he's <laughs> if, the analytics, you, you can try him out.
2: You can try him out, see if he can – can, he can play the five with a small ball lineup, you know what I'm saying? But
0: – All he's got to do is look they at the already numbers. Have,
2: They already have Jokic for that. I don't feel like he's going to be the guy to play in a small ball lineup. He's Jokic and the rest of their wing players. Like, he's there for the standard, you know what I'm saying, one through five, half court, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like he's there for any kind of tricky, you know, new style small ball offense. But, not, but, not
1: but I think to Amon's point – how impactful is he really going to be if you're sitting there and telling me that he's got to be a second unit player, right? Because if you're saying that Jokic and Ball can't be on the floor at the same time, then what you're telling me is he's a, he's a, he's a second unit player.
0: And that just you're telling me he's not very good. Well, not, that at, <laughs> not, that not at
1: all times. He can start, but if teams
2: start going small ball, then which they, they will, go.
1: that that will be that will, that will be plan A, B, and C against these guys if you want to yeah. start Ball. I'm looking at Denver as a
2: as a unit. I'm not looking at so ball ball. are we? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I feel like their their unit as it is now is very good. They have Jokic, any small ball lineup, Jokic can anchor that and do what he needs to do. When it Agreed. comes to him and ball ball on the court, I do feel like it's a plus. It may not always be a plus in small ball <laughs> situations, but in a standard situation, if it's one through five, yeah, play him, roll him out there. He'll he'll produce.
1: By the way, to Amon's point about the young core, to me, what Denver is missing, or at least what hasn't been proven yet, is do they have the guy who could just take over a game, right? Like, is between Jokic and between Jokic and John Morant, is either one going to be the scorer late in games that Kevin Durant has been, that LeBron has been, that Kawhi has been, that Steph Curry has been? Because if you don't, if you don't have that player in this league, it's tough to win actual championships. You can you can get one seeds, two seeds, three seeds. But when it's two minutes left, tie game in the finals, who are they giving the ball to, and how much do you trust that guy to just get an automatic bucket?
0: Yeah, and I'll make my final point on this and it's really related to what you said. I feel like Denver has a lot of guys who just, like, I feel like they're missing something, right? Like, Michael Porter, he's missing something. Jamal Murray's missing something. Gary Harris, he was, he's missing something. Ball, ball, he's, like, he's just, like, these guys, are, like, they have a lot of talent, right, like, pure raw talent, but they're just, like, not the best basketball players right like these guys have
2: something to do with the fact that they're all like under 24
1: maybe perhaps it's pop but 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 my question was again which one of these guys in the future tense which one is going to turn into the Kawhi? i like jamal's
2: game lebron i feel like he just needs another year or two to become a killer
1: like so so for for me it's
0: like i don't know how many guys like I don't know how many guys after 24 just become killers, right? Like, it's just, for me, it's, like, such a rare thing to happen. I feel yeah, like I mean, it's pretty rare. I think you see it, like, before 24. And you yeah. know what's coming before 24. Like, we saw it with Giannis. We saw it. We're going to see it with Don, uh, Doncic. We're going to see it with Zion, probably, right? Like, and, like, Moran, Moran a little bit, right? I don't know. For me, it's, like, Jamal Murray. Y'all don't think Jamal
2: is going to take that next step? Or yoga's going to take that? You guys, but, you again, there, everybody has, like, a ceiling, like a... But, that, but, but,
1: but to Amon's point, right? It's like KD, we knew he was ridiculous at like 23. Same for LeBron. Uh, same for Giannis, right? So my question is, how confident? Like, like which one of these guys is going to become the next KD, yeah. the next LeBron? And if they are, I'm like, I just haven't seen it yet. And to Amon's point, that rarely becomes the case after 25 if we haven't seen it before then. We could be wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. But to me, I'm like, if Denver's going to win a championship, I think they're missing, they're missing a guy to come in. And that could, be, that could be probably via trade or free agent or something. But I just don't see one of these guys becoming a top three player in the league.
0: Um, and I'm going to throw out another name um in that category of guys who like might take us might who seemingly can take that next step to elite level and you guys are going to throw shade at me and it's going to get to the next point i promise i can i think devin booker is kind of in that category of a guy oh. who, who we that's we, a man though cory we that's might the reason I'm, I'll,
1: the, go ahead I'll,
0: <laughs> the thing I'll is, like, why i'm saying. i think like the, obviously look I, i've been off the devin booker bandwagon uh, for a long time oh, and we know. You know that's I jumped, why i'm upset i've jumped, well, jumped on it recently but i just think this guy does have um the potential we're not we're not going to be like looking at this guy if he takes that superstar lead step and saying like oh wow this is a surprise right like he obviously has all the talent in the world to do it and for me mm-hmm. it's he has even more talent than jamal murray so it's like that guy is the guy who we're like saying oh yeah if he takes if he's the next up in the league we're not surprised
1: the reason I'm upset is because I've been on the D book train since Kentucky. And this guy, Amon, he sold his Devin Booker stock after, what is this? A scrimmage video, a scrimmage video where Devin Booker complained about being double teamed. So, so Amon, who was Mr. Anti-Scrimmage, became a Devin Booker hater all of last year because of what? A scrimmage video.
0: Oh, that's insane. why i'm
1: upset so aj you're right d book is my maze that's correct i'm upset because of now i'm on what's to change course you know you know you know now, now, now that phoenix got an invite to the bubble see that's what it
0: is now that Phoenix <laughs> got an invite to a bubble he wants to change course I, i'm not having my one counter to that and all i'm gonna say is growth it's growth <laughs> <clears throat> Hey, you can't you can't blame a guy for growing, all right?
2: Sure all right, things. let's sure, let's. Sure. Uh,
0: but you know another guy who I'm gonna hold
2: know. on to that. I'm, I'm like
0: <laughs> <laughs> another guy. Another guy. Uh, we uh, we don't know if he's actually growing or not, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. if this new development pulls mm. gold pulls gold, 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 gold or not. But Ben Simmons has apparently added a three point jumper. Alert, Ben Simmons has a three point jumper. Say it again. Ben Simmons has a three point
2: Everybody calm
0: down. No, say it again. Everybody everyone, All of us say that. Everyone say it at one time. Look. On three. One, two, three. Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons has a three point jumper. Okay. Um, and I don't know if I believe it or not, but apparently he started saying, I don't support this. Yeah, you don't support just, this. You don't su- support a <laughs> sports psychologist?
2: I don't support him advancing, increasing his game. I don't support the development yeah. of his game. I time wanna out. Wait 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 uh, wait. This time is out. for strategic time reasons.
1: Let me, let me, let me, <laughs> I don't just, need just, any just,
2: problems in Philly wait. right now. We have everything wait. under control over there. Time out. I time so don't need
1: any more disruptions. Time out because clearly I'm the only person on this podcast who has consistent takes. <laughs> Literally two minutes ago, viewers, rewind it back, two minutes ago, Aj, when describing Denver, talked about how young they were and how they could grow. Ben Simmons is 23 years old, so which is it? Can guys grow? No, 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 no. That's my thing. Can they grow or can they not?
2: That's my thing. I naturally hope that players grow. Like I'm all unnaturally optimistic for Ben's case, though. However, I need him to. To, to, to prove him on right, I need him to just prove him on right and for that ceiling to be what it is, okay, and for him to uh, not not shoot any better and to not, you know, three-pointers, two-pointers, anything outside the paint, he doesn't need to be out there. Just stay where you're at and just be there because as soon as he starts making shots from outside that paint and then the three-pointer and then he starts taking the jab and the
0: step back and between the legs, all right, so let me let me just scary. clarify for the listeners who don't understand what scary. Asia is driving at. Uh, my point, we were talking about this in the group chat. I am a Ben Simmons hater. Uh, you can call him, put me in that category. I just mm-hmm. don't think he's that good right now. I think the three point jumper is a is a welcoming development, but I don't know if it's because he's seeing a sports psychologist or because he stopped dating a Kardashian. So I don't know if he's finally started taking his career seriously, but for me, that was really the issue. Like, I just felt like he wasn't taking his career seriously. He just didn't seem to be growing. He didn't have any any development in his jumper. He was there. Yeah. Gonna have to make a call jumper. to
2: Miss Chris Jenner.
0: Gonna have to make a call to Miss <laughs> Chris Jenner. That's uh, unacceptable. <laughs> um,
2: we have a contract. <laughs> three more years.
0: So. <laughs> Ben Simmons, for me right now, like a lot of people view him as this top 15 player, but I just still view him as a guy who scored one point in a playoff game. And I think. Oh, you didn't
2: clarify why I don't want his success. You didn't clarify why (laughs) I'm actively rooting for his demise. So right (laughs) now,
0: oh, I don't know why you're actively rooting for his demise, but my point was that I think. Ben Simmons isn't great right now and I think you think Ben Simmons is very good right now and that he's probably- no
2: I think that he has the potential to dethrone Giannis much quicker than Giannis needs to be on the throne. I need. Mean, I feel like Giannis needs to enjoy his time maybe two or three years. It's a stack league, so I can't really give him that much longer. I knew it. But if Ben develops a jumper it. anytime soon, but no, but a you rap think, for my guy. And it's, think it's, it's not even not a
0: question of a jumper, right? You think he's this good, even independent of his jumper.
2: Oh, yeah. Like if he if he like that Philly team is, is scary to me. Like they yeah. have they have problems for my guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have guys that stop you Giannis, not even just Joel. Ben has moments where he's just stopped Giannis, you feel me? And then you get to Allen, then you get to Joel, like mm-hmm. they have they have everything you need. They have the shooters, they have the handlers, they have the passers, they have the defense, they have the bricks, all everything you need to stop Milwaukee. It's just that he is like, they can only go as far as he goes. So <laughs> I need him to not go any further. Like that's
1: it. <laughs> so a, a, a few points to make. One, Amon um, made the point earlier that Ben Simmons wasn't taking his career seriously. So that means when he was 20, 21, 22, he wasn't taking his career seriously. You know who doesn't take their career seriously? 21-year-olds, 20-year-olds. So I'm going to give him a pass on that, number one. And my second point is I'm still waiting for them to build a team around this guy. I don't think he ever even has to be able to shoot. If the four guys around him can run the floor and shoot from, from distance, they have a contender. That's what Orlando did with Dwight. I've seen it happen before. I've seen All how this he guy needs, can play. a nice like, between
2: the legs, a nice jab, and a but jab even, and pop. Even that, That's I'm just it. like man. Even if he this, has that,
1: it's done. This guy not a, sees not
2: a three. This guy
1: attacks ball. the basket so well. He sees the floor so well. He plays the transition so well, and he's big. If you if you get four six guys ten. around him, four versatile six guys six who can ten. who can run and shoot, who he's is the beating size. Philly? He's the same
2: size, young, and they're just the same weight. I think they're like the same weight. Like he was already bigger than Giannis. Giannis had to catch up to Ben. Imagine.
0: Yeah, like I said, Ben Simmons to me is still the guy who scored a single point in a playoff game, and I don't when know. When he it's, was
1: twenty-two. Hey,
0: but I don't know if his game has changed that much at this point. He still lacks that offensive bag that I desperately desire. Can I ask
1: a question? Can I ask a question? What what had Kobe done in the playoffs at twenty-two? What had Shaq? I mean, not Shaq. What had KD done? What had?
0: Uh, in Jaden, twenty-two. The difference between those guys uh, and he was Benson twenty-two is that those guys could score at will. And Ben Simmons is not a guy who can score at will. He's not a guy who's just if you give him the ball, he's gonna give you a bucket. And for me, Kobe was that guy. Shaq was that guy. A lot of these superstars are that guy. Ninety-nine percent of the superstars <laughs> in the league are that guy. The only one I can think of is like Magic Johnson. And so
1: okay, I'm happy you said so. So I'm gonna give you a comp, and I'm gonna preface by saying. In my opinion, Magic is probably the third best player of all time, and he's the best point guard of all time. I'm not saying he's that, but the comp I would give you is Magic. Magic could never shoot the basketball, ever. He was never, ever, ever, ever a shooter, right? Now, I'm not saying he's going to win five championships like Magic did, but if you put shooters he's around him, can, let me finish. Sure. Let me, if you put shooters around him, can he win one championship? Can he win two? I'm not saying he's going to get what Magic got.
0: I'm just saying could he get one or two with the right pieces around him. I mean, it's a that it's a valid question to ask but for me it's like it's that's all theoretical, right? Like how how are we going to get those shooters, right? How are we going to build that's that fair. team? Are we ever going to see that team? And so right. you can you can't just you can't just say okay, this guy needs this this and this and therefore uh-huh. he's going to be really good. If you're good, but, you're good, right? Well,
1: okay, so but well, my counter would be uh, so that's theory. But what's not theory is at the age of 22, he was leading a Philly team and they got two rounds deep in the playoffs and they lost on a bullshit shot from Kawhi Leonard at the buzzer, which we all saw. So they were almost a Final Four team last year as a 22 year old.
0: And that's not yeah. theory. All right. So I have a few examples for you guys, or a few comparisons, I guess, questions I'm going to ask you. Um Ben Simmons versus this is the Ben Simmons versus series, okay? Oh, oh, oh. So let's see, let's oh, see how much you guys like Ben Simmons, okay? Ben Simmons versus not ben. about like, it's about respect. Respect, okay. Let's see how much <laughs> you guys you. respect Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons versus Donovan like Mitchell, the guy who won Rookie of the Year. Um ben Yeah, i I'm, I'm
1: I'm going Ben, and what I'm gonna to say to that as well is look, I mean. How many times can a guy so what what is Donovan? Is he six one, six two? Yeah. Uh yeah, he's, think not, he's,
0: actually oh, he's tall not taller than,
2: than, than six two. He's not taller than six He's two. like six two. What is he? He's like six two or six. you want it? No, I'm much. on it. I'm on it. He's six. So what's his one.
0: six one?
1: Yeah. So next.
0: <laughs> my
1: question there, how many wait, yeah. So so my question, how many NBA champions had a guy who was six one or shorter? You have Isaiah's Pistons, anybody else, as their best player? So
0: give me the six ten Ben Simmons. Easily, sure. All right, AJ. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. took man. All right, Ben Simmons versus Devin Booker. Man, again, Ben and Ben is Ben. Look,
1: he's proven it. He's pre- he's done more in this league. All right, so and me- I just I just
2: want to establish for myself at least going forward, like I I I, I like players that hang their hat on defense, and Ben, he does that. I don't know if that's what you've noticed in his game, but he definitely takes pride on that side of the ball and
0: he's doing it one through five. All right. So, so. Who's
1: next? Who's next? Who's next? All right. Well, let oh, me, yeah. give you, let me give you
0: my counter to the Devin Booker one. Just, I'll just throw it out and then I'll, we'll move on. Okay. For me, I'd rather have Devin Booker because he's a better scorer and that's what I value in the league. So let me just, I'll just throw that out there. Um, ben, yeah,
1: but you just, you just, you just said we were given so much theory Right. I haven't seen Devin Booker use that to win basketball games.
0: So who's using theory now? We're talking about rosters. Come on now. Devin Booker's playing with Ricky Rubio. But time out. (laughs) But time out. In the West. But Amon, you just sat
1: there and said, hey, you can't just tell me if they build the right team around this guy, he'll be good. That's what you're doing right
0: now. Well, for me, it's not. Devin Booker doesn't have a good team. He doesn't have a, a even like a mediocre team. This team's trash. I'm so just saying. We need some players right Hey that. man, stop disrespecting Kelly like that. <laughs> I mean he just got there recently. So. mean, Poppy. All right, who's yeah, next? Who's next? Um, and so this next one, because AJ values defense so much, Ben Simmons versus Bam out of bio. That's a toughie.
2: I saw that and I was like, damn, I can't choose right away. I have to think about this. Get still thinking a little bit. The weird. fuck out of here. Nah, man. Because <laughs> Bam got enough upside too. Like I know oh there's like, God. there's like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, people are just disgusted with power forwards right now for some reason. Boy, like, they just, don't Twitter respect centers, them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nobody <laughs> respects the 6'10 guy anymore that actually plays like a 6'10 guy. Because all the 6'10 guys play like a, a point guard now. But I don't know. Like, he's really damn good. And I mean, I guess I'll take Ben because Ben has a higher upside for sure. But like right now, Ben is better. And, um, for me, what
0: are, we, what are we doing? So with Ben <laughs> Simmons, we are talking about upside. And for me, there's two different versions of Ben Simmons upside, right? One with the jump shot and one without the jump shot. And so which upside are we talking about here? One with him having a jumper or one with him not having a jumper?
1: The upside that I'm talking about is end of a close playoff game. The ball's in his hand, full court. And he's going to see the floor and make a play. That's what the that's the one that I'm talking about.
0: And if he gets he's the jumper, a great. If he gets the jumper, great.
1: Jumper cool. If not, I'm cool with that too. He's gonna he, either get to the basket or he's gonna find somebody. I don't I don't see his
2: growth so binary. Shot no shot. No, nah, I feel like he's comfortable where he is now, and he's gonna get more and more comfortable further and further outside. So whatever that looks like, whether whether he's driving and he wants to put up like a quick floater. Or a quick jumper, or he can he can back to the basket and do a move on you. Like he's just gonna get more and more comfortable doing those things. Like you said, adding to his bag. And the more he does that, what's like what's stopping him?
0: You know what I'm saying? All right. I got one that's gonna stump Corey right now. That's Don't it. do it.
1: Not my guy, not my not my
0: guy. Yeah, he he got I gotta do it to him, Jason. Yeah, Tatum. Uh I'm not doing this one about <laughs>
2: I'm out. I I, love I mean, ben. let's let's really dive into this though because I'm out. I really feel like Ben's that guy.
0: Walk away. <laughs> like, okay, so you know I am
2: like I
1: love Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum too much. Don't do this to me. But, but who are you picking
0: and why? I know who's a better player. I know, player. You know who, who you're player. picking. and I know why. Who's the better player? <laughs> who's the better
1: player, Corey? Who is it? <laughs> I hate to do it. I think as of right now, in the Eastern Conference. It goes Giannis to number one. For me right now, the second best player in the East is still Jason Tatum. He is. I've seen him do it in big moments. And I've seen him get on the floor against LeBron and AD and outplay everyone on the court. I got to go Jason Tatum. But it's close. Yeah, it's so weird
2: because my mind tells me that naturally watching them play, Ben does more things better. But when you get to the nitty gritty, it's like Jason is a definitely a better scorer hands down. Oh, like, his undeniably his like, He's gonna Score, put the uh... ball in the hoop. So, but at the same time, <laughs> as it's like it's like, but at the same time, it's weird, right? Because I can definitely realize that. But at the same time, if I'm watching Bucks versus Celtics or Bucks versus Sixers, I'm way more scared about what Ben's going to do. I know, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, I see see Jason, and I'm like, okay, he'll probably make that. Ben is, like, more uh, likely to convert the ball in his hands to two points, whether it's his two points or somebody else's two points. It's like he's going to penetrate, draw a foul, or he's going to penetrate, draw somebody, get it open, and it's just like... He just has so much gravity. He just draws so much attention, whereas Jason has got that ISO game on lock, and he can put the ball in Kobe style, classic style, but it's just that classic, like, oh, Uh I
1: don't know. I might switch, man. I might switch, honestly. This this
0: is going to sound like – Before before we get – okay, before you make your final point, I'm going to give you the final point. Before we make it, let me throw this theory out here. Is Ben Simmons just a really good regular season player?
1: He's 23.
0: No, he's a
2: really good player. He's just he's a really good
1: 23 player. and he's been the leader of a team who's one game away from the final four. So I'm not oh, i, just I like... He's just like
0: leader. So I
1: don't know about No, nah, I, I disagree with that. Who again, again, who has the who has the ball in their hand down the stretch? Bring the ball up.
0: Who has the bigger who,
1: contract?
0: Who, who is bringing the ball up
1: down the stretch?
0: <laughs> who has a bigger contract? For now.
2: Anyway, for now. Nah, uh, I'm telling you, man, once Ben becomes more, like, I even, I'll even like, like Corey's alluding to, I'll even concede, like, if Ben was just more comfortable 10 feet, 11 feet outside of the rim, he's better than Joel, bro. He's just that mm-hmm. much, he's just that much, t- that talented and draws that much attention, you know, like, especially in the you can throw era. the ball to Joel, okay, he'll back it down, you know, maybe draw a double team, but when Ben has the ball, that first step is so lethal. His first step, whose first step is more lethal than him and Giannis and not even Giannis. Like, sometimes he has a way better first step than Giannis. You know what I mean? And once he gets past that first step, he's already at the rim. Like, it's just hard to describe how effective he
1: is. I I should add to his context. I'm not anti-Joel Embiid. If this were 1993, I'd rather have Embiid. I'm talking about in the modern game. I'm taking the guy with the ball in his hands. That's yeah. all I'm okay. saying there. Exactly. Final that's point here. Final this.
0: point on this topic. Corey mentions modern game and then mentions Magic Johnson, a 1979 player comparison. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. That's okay,
1: all okay. okay. All but, but, say. but look, but look <laughs> here's the thing. I knew I, I was I, waiting
2: to do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I knew he was waiting, but here's where he's wrong. Is because I also gave you Dwight Howard. The formula in Orlando was we're going to put four shooters around a guy who can't shoot. And when you double our guy, he's kicking. That formula is timeless. It's worked in every era of the NBA. I More mean, shooters around a really good player has always
0: worked. A really good post player, a different type of player. But let's move on. 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 Hey, I, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, the bubble wouldn't be complete without some quarantine drama. And Lou Will, unfortunately, fell victim to the NBA, t- to NBA Twitter this week pour one out for this guy hashtag nobody is safe um in the midst of being in the bubble um and getting ready for the scrimmages in the start of the regular season lou will unfortunately had to leave disney world it's disney world disneyland i forget disneyland and he had to head back to atlanta to deal with the death in the family but in the midst of his absence six god was unfortunately documented partaking in the atlanta late night club scene um And after being exposed by a Snapchat from a fan, a fan that we all love, a fan that we all know. um, What's popping? Corey Corey calls this guy the hottest white person in the game right now. I personally think it's Tyler Hero or it's a close one too, but maybe I'm out of line like like always. Um, But Jack Harlow was this fan who decided to Snapchat Lou Will at the Magic City Atlanta Strip Club. Um, and so Lou Will had to explain all of this and basically he said he was just there to get some food, particularly wings that are named after him. And if you guys haven't seen the pictures, they look absolutely delicious. So I do not blame him. Um, but unfortunately for this guy, he's going to miss the start of the, the restart and he's going to miss the Lakers game. And so Uh, getting those wings are obviously going to have some consequence uh, to the season. So do you guys blame him? Have you guys seen the pictures of these wings? What are your thoughts on Lou Will? And I mean, I'm just, I personally think he's in the right here because those wings look delicious. And you know, (laughs) the Clippers are going to be in the playoffs, man. man. They don't need to win that game. It's, it's regular season as, as we always (laughs) say. I mean,
2: look, hey. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you want to feel like that and be Mr. Sympathetic, I don't feel like that. I I guess, you know, just being really jaded about how things are going with COVID overall, especially here in Texas. I'm just like, can you guys just like try to take things seriously? Like just give a little effort and try to take this thing seriously, especially in Florida, in right. Texas, That's all right. these hot places right now like do you really need to go to like like come on like are we really are we really doing this (laughs) right now
0: so
1: i i'm with agent the first thing i'll say is if you really need wings these guys are filthy rich uh there's doordash it it, it literally is like a five dollar delivery fee that's first of all second of all my thing with the overall nba is they've got to either be a hundred percent in or a hundred percent out if we're going to play the games, be 100% locked down and make this thing happen, or just wait till next season, exactly. well, what you can't do is be halfway because here's the problem. is If you sit there and say we're going to do this but kind of be kind of in, kind of out, well, it costs a lot of money to run this tournament, right? But what happens when this uh, virus spreads and you have to start canceling games? You get in a situation where it's like it costs You're us a lot money. of money. Exactly. It costs a lot of money, but we're also killing the revenue at the same point in time. So for me, it's like either – be all the way in or be all the way out. Both are great for business. What's terrible for business is being halfway and then having to cancel this thing in two weeks.
0: So it sounds like you're mad at the NBA as opposed to, like, Lou Will.
1: Yes, I. Well, but I am, though. For me, it's like, look, they have to understand is, unless you find a way to either heavily penalize this – Well, or they man- did, right?
0: They did suspend him for – or they did quarantine him for 10 games, and he's going to miss – a regular season game. So, I mean, the NBA was definitely serious that's good. punishment. right?
1: that's good. I, I, I guess all I'm saying is at a, at a systemic level, right? They, they probably knew something like this was going to happen. Like they knew yeah. some player was going to, was going to find their way out. And to your point, they just have to decide how do they want to uh, dock out punishment and will it be enough? Because again, if you go halfway, to me, that's disaster. It's, we invest all this money into the bubble. And then we end up
0: canceling the whole thing in two weeks.
1: That's a disaster.
0: Um, who's more at fault here? Is it Jack Carlo for snitching on Lou Will at the strip club, or is it Lou Will for being there in the first place?
2: Hey, man, man, definitely hey, Lou
0: Will. Come on, yeah, man.
2: Plus, <laughs> what are
0: you doing? Go plus, watch some film, man, bro. If you, it's three if you months.
1: Were, if you were a real Damn. Jack. If you were a real Jack Harlow fan, you know he raps about this, man. Me and the Cardinals are sharing a section. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's been out, he's been rapping about this, man. Fair enough. Parties with the NBA and the and the college basketball players, you know this. You know what I'm saying? It's not his fault that Lou Will got caught in the trap this time.
0: Yeah. Um, you were kind of mentioning, I guess, just the overall. NBA stance on COVID and kind of just, you know, like taking these precautions and making sure the bubble is adequate and nobody's coming back with COVID. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think so far um, they could have been, you know, they could have been maybe a little bit more stringent on Lee Will, but they did suspend him and they're making sure he's quarantined. Um, And a lot of these guys are leaving, which is not a good sign. And they're all leaving for personal reasons. And I mean, you can't question that. No,
1: but you can though, because it's a slippery slope. Every single player can say I have a personal reason to leave. That's why I'm like, we, we as a collective are either all the way in or we're all the way out. Just yesterday, the Florida Marlins, different sport, baseball, but the Marlins had 14 players test positive for COVID. There's talks, this might cancel the baseball season. So when we sit there and say personal reasons, that sounds great. I get it. But if this thing spreads, you could have the entire bubble canceled.
0: Yeah. And I mean, not even just like the bubble canceled and um, the Ringer and we're just going to move on to the next one, I guess. Um, The Ringer recently kind of like released a video detailing, you know, the concept of an asterisk season. Um, And in the video, they kind of like summarized it uh, and kind of attributed to like Phil Jackson's remarks about the Spurs championship during the 99 lockout season, basically saying, you know, it wasn't a full season. A champion has to win 82 games. Um, blah 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 for them to be you know full champion um, but the video also kind of hinted at like some other reasons as to why this season could you know be considered an asterisk season you know obviously on top of the pandemic changing you know the entire structure but you know it did add an interesting layer and I kind of want to throw out this co- uh, this question to you guys um, what is going to happen if you know someone like LeBron does catch covid but it's in the middle of the western conference finals or it's in the middle of the finals or it's Giannis before game seven right i mean at that point are we looking at this thing as an asterisk or are we looking at this like you know a serious injury like derrick rose tearing his acl in 2010 or thompson and kd tearing their you know whatever last year so for me I don't really know how to look at it because initially I was saying this is definitely an asterisk season, even no matter who wins it. And it's probably going to be the Rockets. It's still an asterisk season. Um, But now the more I look at it and the more you're talking about these guys needing to be responsible and making sure they're taking precautions, it's like, well, if they catch COVID at this point, it's because they left and they came back with something or it was on their own, you know, it was probably their own fault doing something stupid, right? Like the NBA has taken you know I would say enough precautions to make sure that if you're in that bubble you're probably not going to catch it and if you end up leaving and catching it or something and coming back then you know that's on you and so now we're I don't know now we're kind of questioning whether this is an asterisk or this is a real season or not I don't know what do you guys think about that
1: so you know I did some preparation before the call you know, as a big-time, big-time <laughs> journalist over here, right? So, what I'm gonna say is, every season is an asterisk season. And again, I did some preps. So let's go. Let's let's take a trip down memory lane. Okay. 2019 didn't count because KD and, and uh, Clay both got injured. That year's out. 2018 didn't count because CP3 uh, blew out his hamstring. So that year's out. 2016 didn't count because Draymond got suspended. Andrew Bogut got injured. So that year's out. Uh, 2015 didn't count because Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Love both were injured and, and missed the finals. And, the,
0: and everyone else. Well, just, and every, thank you. And yes. Everyone right? so, so
1: 2015, <laughs> Kyrie, Kevin Love missed the finals. So that year didn't count. 2014, Kevin Durant only played 27 games total. So that year didn't count. 2013 it. <laughs> 2013. Russell Westbrook blows his knee in the uh, Patrick Beverly the Patrick Beverly so, so, so Russell Westbrook misses playoffs 2013 that year didn't count and finally I'll stop here 2011 Derrick Rose uh, tears the ACL that year didn't count. So when you divvy it up from last decade, we have two championships that actually counted. So I don't want to hear people saying the COVID year is an asterisk. It's one of those two every other year. Uh, the two, if out of curiosity? Ca- yeah, if you're counting at home 2012, the Miami heat, they beat, they beat the a healthy, first. no, no, they beat a healthy Oklahoma city, Oklahoma city thunder. team. Oh. Uh, and then as well as 2017, uh Let me see. Oh. 2017. It's it's one of Rose those Golden State years.
0: It's it's the first Golden State year. Well, so let's not my, even forget dominated everybody. Let's not forget my, 2012. Yeah. Derrick Rose was still injured was throughout so the injured. season. Right, so, so even so, if we're throwing out the Kevin Durant one,
1: we're bingo, right? So the point I'm making is that by that by that logic, we have one season in the entire decade that had a real champion. So I don't want to hear an asterisk for this year's championship.
0: But don't you think there's, like, a little bit of a difference between, I guess, someone tearing their ACL in a game as opposed to them catching COVID kind of outside Why? of the realm of basketball? But you could
1: just as easily catch COVID during the game, too. Me and you are posting up. Yeah. You have COVID. <laughs> I mean, guess, I guess who has it now?
0: <laughs> well, I guess it's not like it can't – you don't know what it can be attributed to, right? Like, it's just you I get COVID. You don't know what it – like, it's just like – it's like an illness, right? It's not like an injury, <laughs> So you yeah. think there's like a practical difference between that? I, yeah, I, I go there back to
2: is it. because there's a timetable with injuries. You know what I mean? There's no timetable. Well, I mean, I guess that's there's not a true. There,
1: there is a timetable with COVID. <laughs> right?
2: I mean, it's yeah. very it's very sporadic. I mean, it, it depends on severity, lung damage, all those other different things. I don't know.
1: But in general,
2: like uh, very no novel uh, illness. So I, just so like,
1: I guess my question for the group is is missing games is missing games right like any injury is not predicted beforehand nobody knew kevin durant was going to blow his achilles until it happened right so I, I guess i don't understand what's the functional difference between I mean, yeah. in both yeah. cases you missed games
0: yeah i mean i don't know it's hard for me to conflate i think i think the change in the season structure midseason is the is reason enough to call it an asterisk season. I don't know if an injury would, you know, would make it more so an asterisk, but um, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. I still, I mean, even with that being said, you know, even the bubble is probably going to be harder for these NBA teams just adjusting to all yeah, this stuff. It's, so it's, it's fair. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just very different and we don't know if it's easier or harder. It's, I don't know what the purpose of an asterisk is. It doesn't even go in the history book, so it doesn't really matter. So, um i guess ultimately we're arguing about nothing but let's let's get into the last thing and we're going to make some predictions i'm going to give you guys we're going to give you guys our all nba picks but i just kind of want to you know we're coming down to it it's you know two days three days away when two days away when we're probably going to release this podcast actually maybe one day um, but the NBA season's starting on the 31st, and we're going to get some real NBA basketball with real playoff implications. And for me, the most exciting thing is obviously the return of Zion and that eight-seed race in the West. Um, and the Zelkins, um with Zion being back, are looking very, very strong to take that eighth seed. And look, the Grizzlies are looking very good as well. John Morant has practically dominated these scrimmages, and the Blazers added a healthy Nurkic. So I'm just going to kind of ask you guys, we have any hot takes for the short and regular season, I'm going to give you guys mine, and then you guys can just give yours. So I'll just start with one, and I already mentioned it. Consider the Zelkins are they have the easiest schedule, and they also got Zion back. I think Zion ends up being the MVP of the bubble. They take the eight seed. Um, MVP of the bubble in that he's the best player or most – he's the best player of the bubble or is the most – Yeah, had player. the best performance. Yeah, and so I think, I think they take the eight seed and they surprise – You said him. the Grizzlies. No, the Zelicans. Oh, the Zelicans.. Um. And like I mentioned last podcast, I think they're going to get the Lakers a lot of trouble in the playoffs. But um, we already gave that prediction. So Mm. what do you guys think?
2: Go ahead, Corey.
1: I think you got to make it past round one to get the MVP. That's my thought.
0: Oh, they will. All right. That's a hot take. Um, All right. My next hot uh, take. Oh, all right. Go ahead if you want. If you want to try. This in was
2: in. like which three? Which which of those three will take the eighth seed? Right.
0: Yeah. Sure. Whatever.
2: Um, I was gonna say. I mean, yeah, we're going with the zelicans Come on. <laughs> they got the easiest schedule. They got well. Is Zion coming back? Like, is that? Yeah, yeah, that he's a-
0: back. He's playing. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. I don't think they'll contend with the Lakers because Zion can't do this thing by himself. I mean, it's AD, it's JaVale, it's Dwight, it's LeBron. All versus Zion, come on, that's a lot for him. So hey, he's, not yet. Hey, he's
1: got the best point guard in the league. Oh, come <laughs> on, my, my,
2: my, my boy, Lonzo. Hey, my boy, Lonzo. Um,
1: one,
2: one team has Deion Waiters, one team does not. So let's just, <laughs> let's just come on. Let's be real with ourselves here. One team has my boy, Lonzo. <laughs> one team has Lonzo. Hey, um, hey, Lonzo, all of us. Lonzo, ain't, Lonzo ain't no Dion, let me tell you one thing
0: about that, Lonzo <laughs> ain't no Dion, and that's what that is, but uh, anyways, yeah, that's my pick. All right, let me get into my other hot takes for the start of the regular season, this one's going to peeve um, Corey, but let me just get through all of them before, you know, you guys interrupt me. Um, Jalen Brown is actually going to be the Celtics' best player in the restart. I have a lot of high hopes for Jalen Brown. I think I have just been watching a lot of tape for him and Corey's dropping his headphones, but Jalen Brown should have been the all-star for them this year. And honestly, like he's just as good as Jason Tatum Uh, on the defensive end. He's just as good of a score and he's a very good three-point shooter. And for a lot of Jalen Brown Jalen Brown's career it's been about consistency and honestly I think it's like a mental issue with him and just you know it hasn't clicked and so I think with the pressure of the bubble and kind of just it being an isolated experience I feel like that really benefits someone like Jalen Brown who's just going to sit there grind for three months and just and you know hopefully Um,
2: I just want to make a quick comment on that Um, I don't agree or disagree I just want to add that Jay. Okay, I disagree. Jason's definitely more talented. He's just better handled shooter. He's definitely a better (laughs) offensive player, but I'm not saying that to, you know what I'm saying? Like Jalen Brown is still very good and they are almost a wash. He's a good player. Jason is one A and Jalen is one B like they're very close when it comes to like what they actually produce on the floor. It's just like when you watch them play individually, you'll notice that Jason has just a more be- uh, a natural feel with the ball like he has a more uh, better handle and he has he take he takes harder shots and makes harder
1: shots. So Jalen Brown's mean, a yeah. Jalen Brown's a really good player. At the end of games, the ball will be in Jason Tatum's hands. Brad Brad, Brad Stevens <laughs> believes but that Jason you, is a better. But, but, but Brad Stevens to, believes that. Me and a
2: point to me and aman's point that's not necessarily the case. And I actually like, don't know that. Dangerous. I think Jalen is hands. very dangerous. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's Kemba. It's possible. But no, like Jalen is not Jalen Brown. is could be. Jalen could put the ball in the floor now. It. Like, it's, 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 they're pretty good, they're pretty Again,
1: good. Again, Jalen's a really good player, don't get me wrong. My, I mean, one of my hot takes will involve Boston, so let me not spoil
0: it, but I like Jalen Brown. All right. Um, all right, let me just get through these other three real quickly. Lakers went early and they experiment for the next seven games. Uh, not really sure. hot take. They, they just probably beat the Clippers and don't worry good about point. the next seven games. Um, I think Dallas establishes themselves as a legitimate sleeper. Uh, Luca probably has a really good bubble. I think Kristaps is probably more healthy. Uh, Luca probably- is
2: so crazy, bro. I ha- I hate him and love him at the same time. Like it's incredible. He's so frustrating and satisfying to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, and <they laughs> actually, and so the fifth one. Um, hold on. First Dallas, they also have Seth. They have Seth Curry, and I think he's. Gonna Seth have Curry's a- going crazy. Um, but the fifth one is now Sixers are fake news. And like I said, it goes back to me thinking that Simmons is not good, but just don't think they're going to do much damage. Now. Just don't think they're going to do damage. They're fake else. news for now,
2: which I do enjoy. I will agree with, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Philly. I really don't know, nor do well, I care. Cause
1: <laughs> I, I I go back to they still haven't put the right team around Ben Simmons, but neither here nor there. You know my You know my hot take is going to piss off A.J., my hot take: This is the year that Boston wins the East. That's why right, I'm going back on what I said last week. Boston wins the East. You better shut your Jason, mouth, Jason. You better Tatum, stop that. And, and we 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 get an entire an entire summer of articles with the headline: "Is Jason Tatum the best player in the East?" Is no Jason way. Tatum better
0: than Giannis? No, after that season, best
1: player. It, it, no. No. I don't that, know. That's my hot take. That's
0: hot. That's hot. Scorching. <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> uh,
2: my hot take would be that the finals is going to be Heat Bucks. We're not worried about Philly. We're not worried about the Celtics. Worried about my man Jimmy and my man Bam. That's I think that's my hot. hot. Take I think that's just the favorite.
0: I think those are just the favorites.
2: Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like people are definitely more favoring the Celtics or the Raptors. It's like it's in the Heat, it's or, like
0: those, I mean it's the Heat, Celtics, Raptors, Sixers, right? Like uh, all the same. I feel like. Yeah, but um, some hot, some hot, not as hot as Corey's. Obviously. Yeah, I'm not over. There. I've I I've, seen this
1: I've seen this, Corps, oh, dude, I've seen this. I've seen this Boston core. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this Boston core get to the final four when they were younger than this. I'm sure to throw that out there. True. And
2: my hot take comments? is my hot take is it's going to be Lakers Rockets and it's going to be a thrill ride. It's going to be a crazy 7 game series just like Totally, nothing you've never seen before. And so you know tall what? Ball I against tall ball. Love running, I love, I love you said battle. that.
0: I love you said that because I'm changing my predictions from last week. It's not the Clippers, bro. It's the Rockets all day. The Rockets, yeah. Are the, the Rockets Lakers. are looking
2: crazy, man. They had Luke. They had oh, Jeff Green. Yeah. Like it's they got pieces. Be. When you have James and Russ and PJ and Co- Covington, like. You're adding I'm two saying. of the best defenders, two of the best offenders. Go handle the rest, man. Go, go oh, handle saying. the rest. And like, you put an Eric
0: Gordon on the court, hopefully.
2: You feel me? Hey, you got him. everything else you need. Ben, you got Eric, like you said. You got shooters everywhere. Jeff is still out there. He can hit a couple shots. I don't need him to give you any more than five, ten minutes. That's cool. But I like Jeff Green's game. I've always liked this
0: game. All right, so I'm going to get your take. We We had this conversation. And I already, and I, you know, I want to get your take because I just heard it, but how do you feel about the Rockets right now? Are, are they contenders? Oh are they in that oh top God. tier of contenders right now? You already know what I said. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you put I mean, them I mean, in. The- that's for Corey, right? You already know what I said. It's going seven. Thriller, thrill ride. Yeah, but of course Bron going to look.
1: Be a the, we have seen Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. We've seen what what Russell Westbrook is. This is where I, ISO uh, turns into. Uh,
2: yawn. Yeah, oh, at, actual facts and facts and data. Gosh, look at this! Look at this guy's prehistoric <laughs> game. Yawn. <laughs> prehistoric. Have you try, not been try, watching try. the game? Not see what James is <laughs> doing out there busting ass. Can I? On, can I man, can, yeah, but but here's
1: the thing. Every single year, regular season, Russell Westbrook and Harden are incredible, and I watch how it ends every year. So, if you if you want to stay on, on that drug, you can. I got off that train a couple of years You're ago. Good, take a hit. I got off that train a couple years ago. They they always look good regular season. You're
2: feeling good right now. Take a hit. I got a bump for you.
1: Hey, James Harden, you don't get them same foul calls in the playoffs. In Westbrook. <laughs> Westbrook going ISO and taking jumpers doesn't work in the playoffs. I, nah, baby, not nah, for him. Baby, feel the ride. Not feel for the, that player. the high. Player. The
0: high. <laughs> the high, the high. <laughs> nah, baby. Feel the high. for the ride. All right, guys. We are going to end this podcast on our All NBA picks. Um, let's just do this quickly. Let's get it through. Uh, I'm going to start it off. Uh, my first All NBA first team is very easy. Uh, you know, oh, first, let me preface this. I don't like all NBA teams um, using positions anymore. I think it's stupid. I think they should just go uh, top five best players. And the fact that they use centers it's and forwards and guards, it's just nonsense. And the fact that it affects like contracts and stuff like that is even more stupid. Well,
2: I mean, you can't say that because basketball is always going to be a, game of five positions. No. And you're always going to need to fill them out with five no and this is not actually to really played
1: together. No. That's not true no. at all. No. That's not true at all. Russell that's, Westbrook is that's our center not true right at all.
0: Russell Westbrook yeah. is a rocket starting <laughs> that's, center. That's, that's not not true at player. all.
1: Guy like Kevin Durant doesn't have a position. LeBron James doesn't have a position. Kawhi Leonard does not have a position. I mean they they're all playing multiple positions. That's not one position. I'm going to point that out for you. That's not one position. A.J.
0: with his prehistoric takes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. We we all got some of that. We all live in a dark age sometimes. Um, Okay, so let me just get into the All-NBA first team. This one's pretty obvious. Uh, It goes Anthony Davis, LeBron, Giannis, Harden, Lillard. Uh, The only one that's really surprised maybe is Lillard, but he's had a really fantastic year despite the Blazers not really being competitive. Um, There really isn't a Better case for the first team in guards positions right now. Um, CP3, Doncic, Beal, Westbrook, uh, Tatum, Trey, Lowry. They're just obviously haven't had as good a year as Lillard, so he's my first team. What do you What do you guys think?
2: So the only I thing think. I switched out. Well, I didn't even really switch it. I just I couldn't choose. I had the tiebreaker. Lillard, Doncic. Like, yeah, I, I can't choose between them. Yeah,
1: it was. It was. It's close. It, Tiebreaker, tiebreaker for me goes, yeah. to vet, goes to the vet, so. Oh, you know what? That's probably fair.
2: But, I mean, nah, because KP was hurt for most of the year, so donches was doing it by himself, and their team is not as good as the Blazers, you know? Yeah. And they're playing in a way tougher division.
0: Yeah, I agree. All, um,
2: all
0: right, my second team uh, – was Jokic, Kawhi, Butler, Doncic, CP3. Um, Kawhi was the best player on this list, probably the best player who didn't make All-NBA first team, and he probably could have made it if it weren't for LeBron and Giannis having really great years. Um, he obviously I mean, load management, too. That's yeah, great. he, he obviously missed management. some games. Um, Butler's in because what he did with the Heat. I'm honestly lucky to make the second team, really, how many games he took off, but I give it to him. Uh, yeah. CP3, obviously the year he's had, he deserves it. Doncic, um, third best guard in the league. Jo- uh, Jokic over Embiid because he's been more consistent, more dominant. The Nuggets have been much better. So uh-huh. I don't think that's – Oh, situations.
2: Corey, did you give your first team or are you just going to
1: – No, I'm just commenting on you guys' first teams on this one. Okay.
2: So my second team and then I wanted to ask on a question. Uh, my second team is Jokic, Kawhi, but I have Middleton instead of Butler. And then I have the Donchich Lillard tie break. So I guess whoever I didn't choose for the first team is the second team. And then I have CP3. But then I look at our list and our second team and how we rank them, and I'm like, so how do you feel about CP3 not being on the Rockets? <laughs> like, he's still an all-NBA second team at 30-what?
0: Uh, 16. Thirty-six, right? I think. Yeah. Um, I think
2: he's older than LeBron.
0: Yeah. He's I mean still up
2: there, better than Westbrook, still doing what he's got to do. First NBA, second
0: team. I've been wavering back and forth on it because initially I was all in on Russell Westbrook and then the season started and I was like, Wow, we lost C I mean, we lost C B three for Westbrook. This is not a benefit. But then after the <laughs> then after the trade, uh the all-star break and a little bit before that, um, after Trae Capella, Westbrook's just been probably the best guard in the league, if I'm being honest. He's just been better than Harden at this point. So That's think- so crazy. Like It's like
2: Westbrook, it's it's just interesting how players are to me because you can look at CB3, who's elite everywhere he goes. He does the same thing, Clippers, Rockets, Thunder. He's the same guy, same effectiveness, same second team, all te- same second NBL team, whatever. And you look at Russ, and it's just like, if he's not in it, if he's not in that system that really brings it out,
0: he brings That's you different. down. Yeah. And some or guys,
2: he takes you to the highest heights.
0: Yeah, and some guys, I mean, CB3 is a, a guy who you build systems after. He, like, he makes systems, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like, he's the point he guard. A he's a point guard. Uh Westbrook doesn't make systems. He's a system in itself, I think. Like, he's well, just – I don't know. It's hard to explain the difference, I guess, but CP3 can play in any system, do anything, because that's how best right. he is. And Westbrook it, is just his own thing.
1: I, I would add, too, for me, what's separated them their whole career is consistency. Right? Like, when you show up to the stadium, I know the CP3 that I'm getting. I know pretty much what his stat line and performance is going to be on both ends of the floor. Westbrook, I have no idea on any given night who he's going to be. So... And you could yeah, even—it's crazy. Look, look, look. I'm just—I'm going to add. You—you you could even argue that on it, on Westbrook's best night, he might be better than CP. But the unpredictability at point guard, for me, is what's made CP3 a better player for their careers.
2: And I wanted oh. to add what makes it more interesting. Now that you said that, it's like, it's like he's—they both give the same effort, and they both have the same like drive to like. You know what I'm saying? The killer instinct. Mm-hmm. But their play is just like it's just not the same. I don't know. But Amon, you were gonna say something?
0: Yeah, I mean I think uh Westbrook's peak might be better than Chris Paul's. Uh, and that's why right. if yeah. you're if you're looking for like a playoff <laughs> team, you might or if like you're looking to build a team, you might look to build it around around Westbrook more than Chris Paul, because you 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 think he has a higher ceiling than Chris Paul. But at the end of the day, 10 times out of 10, you're probably going to take Chris Paul because you know what you're getting.
1: Bingo. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about in their primes, I would take Chris Paul, again, based on predictability. Even if his ceiling isn't as high, in a seven-game series, I know I'm who I'm getting seven games.
0: Yeah. I mean, and if it I don't know who work. the other
2: four players are on my team, I'm taking Chris. If so, I have an idea of who the other four are, I might take Russ.
0: The issue yeah, I, have I, like I have with, with that
2: – The issue I,
0: <laughs> the issue I have hearted. with that is that I know – I know what Chris Paul's ceiling is as the best player on the team, and I know it's not good enough to win a championship. And Neither is Russ's. Russ I do not proven that. See, I don't know if that's true with the way the Rockets are playing right now. Because right now he is the best player on the team. He's the one driving the system. And obviously Harden has a lot to do with that and helps yeah, it a lot. it's kind of
2: weird. Like but, James is the one having to adjust.
0: Yeah, but Westbrook – the trade was really made, and you guys will see it in the article I wrote – but the trade was really made to benefit Westbrook, right? Like Capella was just clogging the lane mm-hmm. and now Westbrook can play center. Well, he can bully sorry. guards. He can mm-hmm. take centers um to the rim. And so for sure. for he's August- playing more a shooting guard, really though, right? But he, he's yeah. always been that though. Yeah. And I mean, that's credit to Mike D'Antoni. He's he's he does put put the, a natural position. Yeah, he does put yeah. he does give the ball to Westbrook, but he also allows Westbrook to play off hard and well. Um mm-hmm. So that's, that's my Westbrook take, but let's move on to the third team. Um, I, I have Embiid, Siakam, Simmons, Westbrook, and Beal. Uh, like I mentioned, Westbrook is in there. Uh, he's probably the most contentious of the guys in there. Um, but ever since the, f- um, the trade, he's just been unstoppable and borderline, you know, one of the best players in the league. So I think he definitely deserves a third team. Um, ballot. Uh, Beal for me. He was the second best scorer in the league this year. Uh, didn't do much with Washington, but um, over guys like Lowry, Trey Young, uh, and I guess Jason Tatum, who you know he kind of came on in the last twenty games or so, but not as much as Westbrook. Uh, I think Beal passes Tatum in that regard. Uh, Simmons also. Mm. Simmons and Siakam for me are kind of. Pretty good locks. I mean, Brandon Ingram's in there. Uh, kind of depending on how you classify Tatum, he could be in there over uh, Simmons maybe, but I still think Simmons has had a more consistent season, so you just kind of got to give it to Simmons. Um, but yeah. So you're
2: just going to totally disrespect Chris Middleton, huh?
0: Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I know. I, I look, 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 this is my take on Chris Middleton. I think this year he's He's definitely taking another step. Last year, he Mm -hmm. was definitely looking um, kind of like a system guy, kind of a little bit confused. Uh, You know, his first year in the system, just kind of trying to figure it out, more playing off Giannis. But now I think this year they're more comfortable with saying, look, we can give Chris a ball and he can go get us a bucket. And we don't need Giannis to be here all the time, right? Like Chris is good enough now.
2: It's been really really nice. It's been really nice because Giannis was starting to get stressed out. (laughs) <laughs> he
0: was starting to spiral. Like he was just like, "I can't just keep doing the same thing. It's not and working so, anymore." I mean, look, I don't. I'm not going to disrespect know. Chris Middleton. I think he definitely has yeah. a he definitely has an argument to be in this. But at the end of the day, I mean, third team. You're not please? taking you're not taking Chris Middleton over Simmons or Siakam. So no, no, that's where it boils down yeah. to. Me,
1: so. There's only there's only so many spots.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm taking him over. Who am I taking him over? right the list. well you took him your second, second team yeah he's on the second team dude he's better than Billy he's better than Butler he's better than Tatum he's better yeah. than Tiago
1: <laughs> yeah I will actually take I him over all those guys I just want to point out that really Amon is not the one who is disrespected Chris Middleton the real disrespect hasn't happened yet that's going to be when Giannis the first chance he gets leaves town that's going to be <laughs> oh. the real disrespect <laughs> Oh, hey!
2: I mean, I can't say it's not, I can't say it won't happen, but it's, I mean. Hey, and if you're capping, if you're
0: capping for Chris Middleton, like this second team on NBA, there is no excuse. No excuse. No no excuses. I'm not
2: worried at the slightest, man. Come on. We get into the chip. Look, I said it last year.
1: I said it last year. If Giannis can't win this year's East with LeBron, not even involved. I don't want to hear it's anything a else. Lock. I don't, it's a I don't lock. want to hear anything else.
2: It's a lock. This,
1: this man. I know, I hey, know y'all I'm, trying to I'm be on. funny and I'm make it on. exciting. I nobody funny. It's I'm really on. not going to
2: be that like exciting. <laughs> hey,
1: I'm on. Two questions. I, I only <laughs> have two not. questions for the courtroom. Right. Robin
0: Lopez. Final two team. questions for the podcast.
1: Only two questions. And, it, and, it, and it, it pertains to Giannis winning or not winning the East. First question. Is
0: LeBron James still in the Eastern Conference? Um, hold on. Let me check the internet. Oh, no, he's not.
1: Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you,
0: thank
1: you. <laughs> my final question, Your Honor, is Kawhi Leonard still in the Eastern Conference? Hold on,
0: let me check. Oh, no, no, he's not there either.
1: Your Honor, I rest my case.
0: Giannis, get it done. <laughs> hey, oh, wait, KD's in there, but where's KD? Hurt, so no. <laughs>
1: Giannis, get it done. Get
2: it done. Right, it's pretty much already done, but we'll just we'll...
0: All right. We'll guys, it as it happens. We're gonna watch the. We're gonna watch it as it happens. We're excited for the start of the season. That's um, happening very, very soon. Thank you guys. Uh, were there
2: any? Were there any scrimmages today?
0: Yeah, there were scrimmages today. Um, oh sure. I didn't watch anything. Yeah. Um, but that is the podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, as always, you can follow us on all the social medias. Like I mentioned, just check out a website about somethings.com that has everything there. Um, we're going to have some dope content coming out. Like I mentioned, Corey Drake article, my MVP hierarchy uh, article, and I just released the Pocket Rockets guide and aj's got some stuff coming out on twitter and on Giannis and stuff like that so we're all writing we're all getting this stuff done we're trying to get some content and we we know like only like four people are listening to this right now and it's probably just us (laughs) but we appreciate whoever is listening so um reach out to us like give us comments rate us you know do your thing all the standard stuff um but with that being said peace